Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind Healthy Life where we unravel the connections between wellness, personal growth and the extraordinary journeys. So today we have the pleasure of hosting a remarkable individual Lian Linsky. So welcome to the show Lian. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Great, great. So, so Lian, like before we start delving deep into our conversation today, I would love to mention this to um, all of our listeners that uh, Lian is a trailblazer whose uh, uh, like laughter infused passion is reshaping the comedy industry with an entrepreneurial spirit. So, she is a visionary comedian turned entrepreneur. serving as the founder and the ceo of the groundbreaking online comedy club plausible so yes uh, you heard it correct so uh, hailing uh, from uh, uh, wigan and illinois uh, she is a uh, like fervent learner and also uh, like she did her bs in uh, like uh, from university of nevada and also did her masters of innovation and uh, entrepreneurship from the university of california so uh, why why i'm sharing this because it's a it's a huge thing um, and uh, to to uh, know more about her you definitely i would suggest reach out to her uh, to her uh, social media and also uh, the website so her venture into the comedy was a passionate pursuit so she honed her uh, craft at the uh, upright citizens brigade the magnet theater the second city and the io chicago so her uh, comedic prowess led her to write perform and produce a critically acclaimed one woman show hosting and producing comedy open mics and spearheading uh, weekly stand up shows in new york city and the california so also i would like to uh, share this evolution to the uh, plausible as well so her passion for uh, bringing people together through laughter led her uh, to an entrepreneurial path like recognizing the need for innovation in the comedy industry she founded plausible an online comedy club disrupting the uh, like uh, conventional comedy space so with a mission to provide the comedians a platform for live performances real time audience interactions and also the income opportunities plausible offers a revolutionary approach to the comedy 
So Plausible is a live online comedy club, uh, provides comedians with the essential scheduling tools, uh, virtual stages, ticketing services, um, ability to expand their fan base globally. So uh, this this transformative platform empowers comedians to take charge of their earnings and while also offering comedy enthusiasts access to a diverse pool of the talent and the uh, personalized interactive live online shows. Whew, so it's a lot to say. <laughs> so today, today, <laughs> Leanne, today Leanne joins us to share insights into her uh, extraordinary journey the inception of uh, the plausible and also the interwitting of entrepreneurship, innovation, and the pursuit of spreading joy through the laughter. So without further ado, let's welcome again Leanne to the show, Healthy Man and Healthy Life. Welcome again to the show. Thank you. Wow, what an intro. <laughs> it sounds like like you did your homework. You know exactly <laughs> what's going on. I'm like, wow, it sounds like we've been friends for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, like humor in the workplace we often heard this but how has your uh background in the comedy shaped your approach to the entrepreneurship how has comedy um affected my journey in entrepreneurship well yeah. i tell you what it has played an integral role role to be honest because uh, pursuing comedy is not an easy thing to do. And there are big, like most of it is a lot of no's, you know, acting and um, performing is we spend most of our time of the time that we get yeses. And stepping into the role of entrepreneur uh, is very same help and resources. You get We get a lot of no's. Those. And, you know, and getting and as we fine tune our idea along the way, we we receive all that same feedback like we do in comedy and working out a joke, working out a business idea. We get a lot of feedback and we rely on that. So I've learned um, to keep moving forward and really becoming a really super resilient person in order to do that because i think um it takes practice right we to get good at anything it takes a lot of practice it takes um a, you know having a sense of humor and being able to kind of laugh things off is is vital i mean if i take myself too seriously that's when i suddenly become unproductive and start stepping backwards wow that's that's really great yeah there you are yeah yeah so uh uh like what crucial elements from the world of comedy do you believe can be successfully integrated into the uh, entrepreneurial uh, realm of uh, increased success? Well, I think um, knowing that the first draft is never rarely, if ever, the final draft of anything. Mm -hmm. And so um, in comedy, Everything for me, my experience in comedy is writing a joke. I'll take that as an example. Writing a joke is a process and I have an idea. And then from the idea, I, I typically put it down on paper and then I put it down on paper and I rearrange the words and I work out the, what I want to say and get to the point quickly and then get rid of all of the other stuff that doesn't apply. Then I have to go 
uh, on stage and test it or test it with groups of friends and constantly test it and get feedback and refine it because now I have to work on timing and cadence and delivery and body movement. And with entrepreneurship, it's very similar because it's a, again, it's art. It's a work in process. It starts with an idea and then I have to write it out, kind of think things through. And then I start talking to people. I get feedback. I rework it. I make adjustments. I, you know, maybe pivot or, or, um, again, more adjustments. It's constant, right? And then I go out and I put it out into the world and sometimes it hits and sometimes it, you know, it's crickets. <laughs> and so I'll go back rework it, practice some more, get it right. So in both senses, it's I like to view it as a work of art and it's constantly evolving. And um, it's never about being done. It's about getting it going and then being remaining flexible and to change and feel the energy of the room. Like in comedy, we feel the energy of the room and the audience. And in entrepreneurship, we feel the energy of our customers and the users and what their experience is. And then we we adjust and we go from there and we and it feeds off one another. So it's circular. That's really lovely. So um, <clears throat> balancing the work and the personal life can be a challenge for the entrepreneurs. Uh, so how has incorporating humor into your work life affected your ability to um maintain this balance yeah so it's it can get tricky because even though i've spent you know over 20 years doing comedy and i know and i have the tools uh sometimes in my hardest moments the last thing i think of is reaching for those tools right <laughs> it's like oh i'm in the fetal position on my floor crying or something um no but that the i think Having a sense of humor and being around somebody, uh, you know, surrounding myself with su a support system that can reflect that back at me, that can remind me to pick up my sense of humor, that can laugh with me um, is really super helpful. And also having the support system is kind of like an audience, right? So mm -hmm. in comedy, if I tell a joke and nobody's listening, is it even funny? So in the same with entrepreneurship, if I, I can't live in a vacuum, I can't do it alone. I need that support system that's going to remind me, hey, Leanne, go outside and go for a walk. Hey, Leanne, um, you know, stop banging your head against that brick wall <laughs> and and take a break. Uh, and we and we do laugh about it. And, sure. you know, sometimes decompress about things that are hard or that are cha challenging. And I find that even with comedy and listening to other comedians, we often find humor in the things that are most painful to us, right? They say com uh, tragedy plus time equals comedy. And the same is similar in entrepreneurship. You know, entrepreneurship, we fail a lot. And later we talk and we laugh about that. Um, and we can use those experiences. But I think it it is very important to not take ourselves too seriously because that's when that's when we start to spiral out of control, you know, with the voices in our head. Exactly. True. True. So entrepreneurship often uh, involves the uh, facing of setbacks and the challenges. So <clears throat> how does a, a humorous approach aid in maintaining 
resilience and overcoming the obstacles in the business world yeah i think um for me one of the so this is kind of i'll give some examples i guess i find networking really interesting because that's when we have to go out and talk to people and a lot of times um especially when we're at early stage startup or just an idea, sharing the idea with people can be very vulnerable. It leaves us feeling vulnerable and exposed. And especially if a stranger is like, I don't know what you're talking about, or that idea is bananas, you know, <laughs> or maybe they question it and we walk away feeling maybe, maybe are we on the right path? Are people not getting it? And so I, I find, and I found this at a time, um, when I had gone through a divorce, for instance, it's a very awkward conversation and can leave us feeling vulnerable because when you hear someone goes through a breakup, the first thing people do is what happened, right? What yeah. happened is that like the, the I don't want to always answer that question depending on who it is. So I find it, I'll, I'll relate that to like meeting a stranger and talking about my business, right? Um, so what I found during the time of going through that breakup is to have some answers that are fun um, that takes away the tension or my discomfort that can also put the person I'm talking to at ease. So I think the same goes for when I'm talking to people about my business is I try to get creative with how I can communicate more clearly with them and also breaking some tension or maybe some discomfort and networking in general with with humor because we can connect and laugh at ourselves with that. So, you know, I'll find fun ways to like talk about what I do or, you know, maybe talk about networking and kind of break that icebreakers. And I think also in talking with my team and, you know, finding ways to laugh about things that are hard or challenges that arise and just in, in everyday conversation and be more human about it rather than trying to be perfect about it. Exactly. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, that's kind of how I try to find humor in the weirdest ways. And sometimes it's not always in the moment. Sometimes, you know, like anybody else, I'll, I'll drive away and go, oh, I should have said this. But then I put that in my toolbox. And when it comes up next time, I can incorporate that. Mm -hmm. True. Exactly. So, so like humor can be the uh, culturally nuanced as well. So, uh, how do you ensure the use of uh, humor resonates positively across the diverse cultural backgrounds in both um, your entrepreneurial endeavors and uh, work-life balance? Oh, that's a really great question. Um... So first I heard perfectly. I'm not sure if I do anything perfectly, <laughs> especially the first time. I think um, what we, it comes up a lot in comedian conversations about what's funny to people because we all have such different perspectives on the world. And it's, I think we try to place people like, if you think this, then you probably also think that. And that's not necessarily the case. I don't think, people are like yes or no on a topic. I think there's a lot of gray area. But what we can do is talk about the relatable parts of that, the discomfort in some of those situations. And I think um, for, for us as comedians, what I try to do is play to 
try to play smarter or play to the top of uh, people's intelligence rather than to assume people don't know something. Assume your audience knows everything. And that informs me more of of how to communicate with them and how to write a joke, play to the top of your intelligence. Um, no need to dumb it down. Give the audience the respect they deserve. And um, you're never going to hurt their feelings by assuming they're smarter than they are. And so I try to come from that angle. I also try to talk about things from firsthand experience rather than uh, assuming or stereotyping or talking about a different group of people's experience that I'm truly not familiar with. I instead focus on my experience, my perspective, and make it relatable in a way that um, we can share it. So it's not laughing at any one person or group of people, but it's laughing with. And I think laughing with is a really super important part of comedy. Lovely. Yeah. So in what ways uh, has humor contributed to your personal growth as an entrepreneur? Um, let's see, what ways has humor uh, contributed to the growth of Plausible? <laughs> well, that is excellent because it's all about humor and um, I'm plausible because I provide the technology for people to use. Mm -hmm. Any comedian come, can come on there and bring their fans and work out their jokes. They can put on shows. They have total um, control over their own schedule, their own earnings and things like that. I'm just giving them the tools so that they can succeed. And so when fans come on there, they're looking for humor and they can find uh, a variety of talent from all over the world in the talent directory. And then they can sort by types of topics that they prefer. And, you know, maybe someone wants to hear about relationship jokes or observational humor or, you know, uh, puns and wordplay. And maybe someone else wants to hear more heavier topics, you know, political humor or religious humor or something, you know, people coming from those points of view. But if you don't want to hear about one, you don't have to. You can pick and choose. It's kind of like when you sort through uh, Netflix or Hulu and yeah. you're like, oh, I want romantic comedies. No, I want action. So you can you can do the same thing on Plausible and try to see who who you like and what kind of shows or open mics you want to attend. Got it. And that's right. Mm -hmm. So like uh, developing a humorous approach. Uh, for aspiring entrepreneurs, uh, how would you recommend developing a more humorous approach to um, navigating the challenges of the entrepreneurship while also maintaining a healthy work-life balance? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's two things that come to mind about um, obtaining a humorous approach in entrepreneurship. One is know that you're going to fail often. And fast, you know, that like fail fast and, and furious, if you will, <laughs> because the sooner you can get it done, the quicker you learn that lesson and you can adjust and get back up on stage and try again. And that that's what we do in comedy, right? You know, I want to know quickly if that joke doesn't work or if I need to change it. So the next time I get up and I can succeed and get the laugh, same thing in entrepreneurship. The second thing I think people can really benefit from is... um if you're an entrepreneur, even though you're not a comedian, 
people, I know this is how I started. I was working for a Fortune 500 company and I just started taking an improv class at someone's suggestion. And I instantly fell in love with it. And and I went down this path of comedy. But what I found is even in those classes, there are people who are lawyers or doctors or, you know, uh, servers at restaurants. Like no matter what your career is in life, I think you can benefit from learning the rules of comedy and how to interact with people with a sense of humor in an an improv class will give you those skills. And just even if you take one workshop or sign up for maybe a six week course, really beneficial of how to say yes and to someone else's idea, because our instinct is to say no, but <laughs> or no, I have this other idea. Um, but in improv, we learn to say yes and and to let go of what we walked in the door with and pick up with somebody else's idea and really build on teamwork and also doing it by not trying to be funny, but being funny together. It's again, with versus at. And I think um, maybe if you don't sign up for an improv class, even a stand-up comedy class, because learning to write a joke is I think is a is a science and an art all in one. It's a basically a deconstruction of your idea and then rebuilding it in such a way that it it's in joke form, right? So um you know, you might tell a funny story to a friend and it's funny for you and your friend, but if you get up on stage, the audience might be like, okay, you're just someone telling me a story about you and your friends. But if you rewrite that and you learn how to do it in such a way where it becomes a joke, that's a different thing. And there's an art to it. And it uses a different part of our brain and it's wordplay and it's fun. It's like, it's really, I can nerd out about it. So the two things like how to incorporate uh, humor into entrepreneurship is just be willing to fail and fail fast, get back up and do it again. And the second one is take a class and dabble a little bit and give yourself permission to try comedy in some format mm. with other people who are doing the same thing. Cause you, even in one class, you're just, it's going to open your mind to a whole new world. Exactly. That's definitely true. So yeah. uh, <clears throat> before we wrap up, uh, how has plausible incorporated human humor into uh, its platform and how do you perceive uh, it enhancing the entrepreneurial landscape or contributing to improved work-life balance for the comedians and the audiences? Yeah. So so everything that, as we developed the platform for Plausible, um, I based it on all of my knowledge and personal experience as a comedian and what our needs are and infused it. So everything's very comedy-focused and humor-focused. Like the directions, I tried to be very clear because people come from all over the world. And if I use slang and... It, that's popular in one area of the country and not somewhere else. So I try to be very clear in that, but it's all focused and niched for comedy. And then um, the second part of your question about uh, kind of disrupting and being innovative with it, what I'm excited about, um, it offers, it's not intended to replace in-person uh, comedy or in-person entertainment. I don't think we can replace in-person. There's a magic to it. And there's also scientific studies that show we interact differently when we're in person. And that's very needed as a human being. 
But what I did is I created plausible to bridge a gap. And the reason that this is important is because not everybody has the luxury of packing two suitcases and moving to New York City or to LA, right? Yet 40% of the mics, the open mics and opportunity lies in those two spaces. So what about all these other people who have this passion or talent or both of those things and want to do comedy? What about democratizing it in a way so that it's accessible to so many other people? And that's what I that's why I built plausible. I mean, currently people can go on uh, social media and you can find it if you follow a hashtag. But what if you could go on a platform such as uh, plausible and you could search for specific talent and then see shows live in real time like you and I can see each other right now you and the performers you can see the performer and the rest of the audience at the same time right because people are more likely to laugh when they hear and see other people laughing and that's very important to our mental wellness um and and having that social socialization and so even though you may not be geographically close to something, now you have access to it and you also have access to a broader variety, more perspectives, more diversity, and all the people who are trying to uh, or in hopes and dreams of pursuing this have the same opportunity and also to earn money that they didn't have before because we've changed the business model. So it's more equitable. Great. So as we conclude this dynamic episode of Laughing All the Way to Success, unveiling the impact of humor in entrepreneurship and the work-life balance. So we extend our deepest gratitude to our esteemed guest, Leanne, so for sharing her invaluable insights and the experiences. And the integration of humor in achieving a harmonious work-life balance was alike central theme so uh, her experiences highlighted how uh, a light-hearted approach can proactively or positively uh, influence the delicate balance between the professional commitments and also the personal well-being so uh, uh, her dedication to disrupting the comedy industry through plausible uh, showcases her how humor technology and entrepreneurship intervene offering comedians a platform for live performances, real-time audience interaction, and also the income opportunities. So like her vision of humor impact, uh, future impact uh, on the entrepreneurial uh, landscape sets the stage for a more engaging, innovative, and inclusive approach to business practices. So uh, we we definitely in today's conversation uh, not only explored the profound impact of humor in entrepreneurship and work-life balance, but also uh, shed light on the transformative potential of laughter in shape uh, shaping the uh, successful business endeavors. So uh, also to the audiences, I would love to mention that we hope that this discussions will inspire you to infuse humor into your professional journeys and also achieve a more harmonious and uh, work-life balance. So join us next time for more engaging discussions on healthy mind and healthy life. And until next time, continue your journey of the growth, innovation, and the laughter. So this is your host, Avik, signing off. Goodbye and see you in your next episode. Thank you so much.